Hey. So hello everyone. Uh, I am Juhi, digital marketing executive at Hobelo, and today we have as a guest speaker Will Kuran, founder and chief event Einstein of Endless Events. Hi, Will. Hey, how are you guys doing today? We are fine. And then we have Webhav Jain, CEO of Hobelo, and John Peter, product head of Hobelo. So welcome everyone. So today we are here to discuss about the current trend in the event industry that is virtual events. So Webhav and John have a few questions for you. First of all, wanted to thank you for creating a Slack group of for all the event profs. We have been exchanging a lot of information over there. I myself have got almost ten to twelve leads from that particular group, and I've yeah. been able to do a lot of discussions around uh, the current scenario. So, uh, Will, what we have done, we have prepared certain questions uh, which uh, Peter and I would want to ask you and would like to know your opinion about. And uh, yeah, so I'll start with the first question that we have. Uh, do you think that this COVID nineteen has permanently broken the entire events industry? Oh, that's such a good deep question. Um, I'll say yeah, yeah. I think that is broken. And I think it's permanently broken, but I don't think it necessarily the way that most people think broken. Like most people might think when it comes to broken that it means that it can't be fixed and that it it means that it's, you know, something worse has happened, right? Like you break your laptop, I can't use it anymore. Um, you know, ah, like I can't do anything about it. But I think what it did is it broke the industry to realize that we had to start thinking smarter and more creatively about how we were going to connect people. So, for example, I think up until this point, anyone would have told you that in-person experiences are better than virtual experiences. I think that still holds true, but I think that in order to evolve as an industry, we needed to realize that that wasn't the only way that people can connect and communicate with each other. I'm a part of so many online communities where you know I've gotten to connect with people virtually, and I feel like I know them just as good as the people that I met at an in-person conference all those all those years and time and everything like that as well i've had so many times where then i meet those people in person and that bond is even stronger than because we've known each other for so long so i think what it's done is it's challenged the industry to really think about how we can create virtual experiences i mean i've just seen so many incredible pivots and changes amongst you know event companies to figure out you know taking their platforms that were designed for in person and take them to a virtual way um, but also at the same time too, I think it showed the compassion and the humanity that this industry has for each other that would have never been shown in any other way. You know, like we've had crazy things happen to our industry between like 9-11 to, you know, the Las Vegas shooting and everything like that. But now like this pretty much, I mean, it goes without saying that the entire revenue of the entire industry evaporated in like an instant. And I think what it caused is for people to realize, hey, we need to work together and stick together. We got to figure out ways that we can partner. And it's no longer, oh, hey, I'll work with you if you give me a commission and this and that. It's no, it's just, hey, how can we work together? So I think it broke the industry, but I think that it's going to come out even stronger and furious than ever before after this. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Will, uh, just wanted to quickly know, like, uh, what should the event industry professionals be doing at this point in time? Because most of their events are either canceled or postponed. So how should they utilize this time? Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of your brain has to be 
if you are had in-person events, figure out how to postpone them or cancel them. Try to recover your revenue if possible, and, but do that as fast as quickly as possible. I think some people are getting stuck um, trying to only focus on that. And what's happening is it's like uh, this world is changing all around them when it comes to like the transition to virtual, the, the, the further education that's needed. And they're just stuck kind of focusing kind of almost a little bit on the past. I think that event professionals need to very much recognize this happened okay, let me push this off to the side. Maybe I start having a lawyer update my contracts and things like that as well. Uh, maybe I have you know, somebody work on trying to recover the revenue. But I, need, I think event professionals right now really need to be thinking about learning and growing. Um, and I don't just say that just because it's one of our core values. <laughs> their company but a bunch of people have told me about professionals and especially we've talked about this on event for one of our podcasts is that you know this is the time for you to grow and this is the one of the few times that we can say that we honestly have more time on our hands i think aside from maybe some event professionals i know that are it just buried in work and are you know have so much stuff to do that is revenue generating for them and profit generating for them i think a lot of people right now are like oh well Let's watch Netflix. Let me catch up on that one show. And it's like, no, I, I get it. We want a break. But this is the time right now that we can be getting certificates in digital events, learning about virtual events, attending, you know, good webinars, hopefully. Um, and I think this is a time that we have to learn. Um, and I think specifically, too, it's also the time for planners to learn about virtual events. If you are afraid of technology, this is your time to learn about it. The world has your patience. Uh, the pa basically, everyone's going to be patient with you as you learn this. We're all trying to help each other. But if you do not learn and catch up, when the world comes out of this, more stronger on the virtual and digital side, then people are going to be a lot less patient then. And you won't be able to catch up then at that point. So, so while giving demos to a lot of corporates and companies or event profs, uh, one question we ask them is, how many demos have you already taken? Oh so about 10 to 12 demos from different companies they have taken. So all of them are trying to just do a lot of window shopping and just trying to understand how the entire virtual space works by taking demos from every company that is available out there. Yeah. It's crazy. That, that's insane. 10 to 12. Wow. Um, I think it's going to jump probably, I bet you a month from now, it'll be 20 to 30, right? Like they're going to be like, I've sat on so many. Uh, I was just talking to a, a producer and they said like, oh yeah, every day there's a new hot soup this week to go check out. And someone says, oh, hey, check out this platform or this platform. And I think one of the things I always worry about when it comes to this too, is that people are getting really stuck in the how in the software side of things rather than thinking strategically too as well. And, you know, I, my hope is that by them seeing lots of demos is really, really good because they're getting to see what's out there. But I think one time sometimes too, is that a lot of people need to recognize that you don't know what you don't know at the same time. And that there, there are incredible companies making great pivots like your guys's company. I think it's just so cool what you guys are, have done. And I think right now is also the time to not look at just the big players, not who ranks on Google for number one, the key term virtual event platform or whatever it is, you know, you're going to then find the person who's existed for 10 years. Their software looks like it's in the nineties and what's going to happen with that is that you're going to end up creating a really bad attendee experience that you might not be able to come back from. What I'm looking at is I'm looking at all the small and nimble companies who are changing and 
evolving because like I've seen just this rapid evolution of platforms that were primarily in person, but then they said, we're small and nimble. We saw this coming three weeks ago. We already had our entire code coder base or you know, developers shifting the entire platform towards it. And boom, we built this beautiful looking product. And I think that those companies aren't getting enough attention right now because Honestly, they, they, no one really knows about them quite yet, but I'm excited to see uh, all of the companies that come out of this and the companies that grow from this as well. Something similar happened with us also, uh, like on 15th of Feb, we decided that we should go ahead with virtual space, uh, awesome. we enter virtual events and within 10 to 12 days, we built the entire product and we wow. were able to, we have already done about four to five virtual conferences in the last one week. So, oh my our, God. so all my friends are chilling at home during lockdown, watching Netflix and all that stuff. And, but we are working on weekends as well, just to make sure I that the it. platform that is there is usable by all the people. I love it. Oh my God. That's such great news to hear. And I think that honestly, you guys are probably light years ahead of everyone right now too, because you guys have put a bunch under your belt, but like, it's funny because you know, uh, when at time of recording, you know, it's it's early April right now. You know, March fifteenth was a month and a half ago. That was like considered like you know, you know, oh, like a couple of, you know, that was a month ago in the event time, right? But that was like a lifetime ago now at this point that you guys in the last month and a half have been able to make this pivot in this change. And because of it, you guys are leaps and bounds ahead of, I think, even the companies who have been in existence now for, you know, the, the, the last couple of years even. Um, and I, I, love, I love seeing that nimble pivot. And I think to go back to what John was saying, planners need to pivot right now. They need to change. They need to see themselves as, okay, if I was a, uh, a producer, well, how can I become a live event producer? Okay, if I was a caterer, how can I start providing meals via delivery to people? okay, if I'm a, an AV company, how can I build in studios and broadcast level systems and things like that to support the live stream platforms? Like everyone has a pivot to be able to make. Not everyone's going to be able to survive that pivot, I think completely, but you need to be trying to pivot right now rather than staying stagnant. So even, unless events being a production company, how are you guys pivoting? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> great question. So we basically made the pivot from the traditional event production company into a virtual event production company. And we just thought virtual basically on front of it because we need some way to describe it. Right. And essentially the idea behind us is that before we were essentially picking, you know, multiple companies, multiple, you know, systems and AV equipment to be able to kind of put everything together and build this package for clients. Right. We were saying, okay, we want this kind of camera. We want this kind of scenic design. Okay. We're going to pull this kind of content in and we're bringing all that together. Well, what we did is we just took that same exact model and instead of saying, okay, we're going to get these lights in the backdrop, we said, why don't we do that for the technologies? So like, hey, here's this platform over here. It does this thing really, really well, but it's missing this element right here. So let's grab that element from that piece and let's bring that one together and let's connect them to each other and figure out how we can, you know, integrate them as well. Okay, they're still going to need staff that helps manage the speakers and trains them and rehearses everything, right? Well, we'll be that company as well. We do that basically when we're on site anyways. Okay, they're also going to need attendee tech support because let's be honest, all these software companies are just getting buried. Like you guys said, you guys have so many leads and so much business coming in right now that you guys need support as well. So we like, hey, have us help us support. You know, we're just trying to find ways that we can take our knowledge that we already had in our brains, 
when it comes to the event technology that we've been working with for years. And let's just get that in the hands of people right away. But then the other piece of it as well is that was kind of the obvious thing, right? And that's where we're getting so many leads as well. And we're so busy and so many people want to reach out and hire us. But the other thing that we're getting hired and asked a lot to do too is that because we were the first movers on a lot of this virtual event stuff is that everyone also is coming to us saying, you guys know what you're doing. Just can you help us build out a larger strategy? So now we're also doing full strategy. So like we've gone from being the company that was executing the events and designing the events to now we're in the front lines talking to executives about what their full strategy for all their events look like as well. And uh, there's some really amazing conversations coming out of it uh, as well. And yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an amazing journey. And I'm I honestly like, I just excited for every day to, to get in work and work with my team to, to keep evolving. Pretty interesting to know this entire thing, what Endless Events is doing. Uh, we also had an interaction with one of the event management companies. What they're trying to do is do a concert virtually, wherein uh, like, just like, have you seen the Tomorrowland concert that happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. huge fan of Tomorrowland. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, John, you want to go? Right now, as you were speaking, that there is a lot of influx of virtual events that is happening. So with 5G, AR, VR, all of these technologies coming into mainstream, uh, do you think virtual events is here to stay or is it just like a quick fix for the solution and we'll all go back to how, it, how things were? <laughs> um, yes and no um, at the same time. So I, uh, I think that it's important that when it comes to these virtual events that before they represented 1% of the market, now they represent 100% of the market. I don't think though they will always represent 100% of the market because we're people are going to crave to be in person, especially the second that it's like legally acceptable to have a large mass gathering. Like that's going to be like an influx of events and in person, right? Like we might see a new renaissance when it comes to the events industry. But what I think is it has done, it has sh totally shifted people to think maybe I should do a virtual event before I default to, pers to person. So I think it's changing the defaults for what people are considering. Also as well, I think that people are going to learn a lot of skills and what's virtual, that virtual stuff can be applied to in-person events. And the way I, I, that it can be done is through what's called a hybrid event. The idea that you still have an in-person audience, you have a virtual audience, and they get blended together. So the idea that the in-person people can interact with the virtual audience, virtual audience can interact with the in-person people, and they have the same um, not necessarily same level of experience, but same quality experience. And they both walk away saying, this was valuable. I learned a lot. I met a lot of connections, whatever their like um, KPIs and their metrics are, they will be able to do that. And so what I think is going to happen in the, the long term is that uh, in, the sh in the short term, virtual events will be here. Then I think there'll be a drop in virtual events, right? And people will say, let's do it in person. But what will happen is there will be a gigantic explosion in hybrid events. All the virtual events that are happening right now, they're going to go back to being in person, but they're going to keep the virtual element and merge them together and fuse them together to create that awesome hybrid event experience. And that, I think that is here to stay. And that is not going away from there being, you know, maybe 10% of hybrid events in the last, you know, couple of years to now it's going to be like, it's going to be 80 90% probably hybrid events and people are going to be disappointed if they don't have the ability to tune in virtually and also go in person at the same time. Yeah, because what I also think is that uh, if all the event planners have already had the skill set of organizing a virtual event, then why not use it? Why not reach out to a larger audience when you have the chance to? Because Definitely. even if you're doing a physical conference, that would be limited to 100, 500 people, but virtually you can take it to thousands or more than that. You can cross borders as well. Uh, just a uh, couple of more questions, Will, if you have time. Yeah, uh, 
how effective do you think virtual events can be for an organizer for when it comes to their ROI? Yeah, um, I think it depends on what your exact ROI is, right? Um, because ROI, um, as much as we want to effectively measure it just on dollars and cents, right? Um, there also is additional ROIs as well, right? Like we have the, I want my attendees to connect. I want to, you know, launch this product and get eyeballs on it. So I think you really do. And that's where the strategy comes in. Define the ROI first, because I think that virtual events can be really effective. I think, but they're not effective for everything. Um, and I'll, I'll provide an example of that. So it's obvious that you can create like general session like experiences, breakout room experiences, one on one networking, you know, um, that sort of thing on these platforms and these systems, right. But what, um, what might be harder is that, for example, I had one client come to me and say, Hey, so we do a nonprofit gala. Um, and it's on an island. And the island is part of like the, the fundraising, right. And they are looking to um, essentially have a big party on the island and everyone actually takes boats and they come and they get to be in this awesome, cool building. There's like a DJ, they raise a bunch of money and everyone gets to have fun kind of drinking. And it's just a big party. Well, she said, Hey, how can we make this virtual? And I yeah. said, man, I usually am really good about having answers to everything. <laughs> At least I try to. Um, but I said, I don't know if that event can be turned virtually. And maybe someone listening in the audience has an idea for that, that I just am not thinking of. But what I find it hard to is like, you know, they're, they're, I asked her like, what's the why? Why do people attend the event? She said, well, they attend the event because they want to drink and dance with their friends. And I was like, well, you can technically recreate that. Maybe do a DJ over a live stream and everyone can chat with each other, but that's not the same thing as being able to be on the Island in this cool building and being able to feel what is capable of being done from this organization. So I said, you know, maybe it's one of those things that it's not a virtual event option on there. And, but instead what I think it is, is the chance then to say, that's not a conversion that needs to happen. I think you have to have a no, whole new event created then at that point. And then you say virtual exists as a platform how can we potentially use our, um, you know, uh, our strategy and what we're trying to do to achieve that and just ditch the whole party, ditch the whole model of, you know, just bringing everybody together to raise money that way. Maybe there's a better way to raise money virtually. Um, and I think that planners now as part of that need to also be critically thinking about their events and every single element of that event and figuring out how can we make a completely new event that might be way better. Maybe yeah. I need to get rid of sessions. Maybe I need to get rid of content, but there is a chance for people to rethink what is possible and to start new a hundred percent. So yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> uh, last question. Uh, as you can see, like one of the reports that I read that there are about 6,000 virtual events that have been listed across the world between uh, from now till August month. And because there are so many virtual events that are going to happen and everybody is trying to do something or the other virtually, how well can an event planner market his virtual event? Like what different element does he need to bring in so that he's able to stand out in the sea of virtual events that are going to come in? Great question. Um, I think one of the important things to recognize is that we're about to hit webinar fatigue, like huge webinar fatigue in the very, very short term. You know, my prediction, but before the end of June, 100% people are going to see webinars and they're going to be like, ugh, I don't want to go another webinar. I'm done with webinars. 
So what I think that you have to do is you have to recognize that everyone, that first, that stat that you put in, that 6,000 events before August, that there is so much competition, so much out there. There are so many virtual events to go to. Before it was, hey, maybe there's like one or two events that are kind of like mine, but like now it's really hard to differentiate a webinar from another webinar. So what I think that people need to do is first recognize that before they start marketing their event. So then now that you know that your competition's steep, I think you need to understand what your competition is doing and try to do it way better than them. So for example, um, I think one of the, before we even talk about general marketing, but like, I think one of the best things that you can do is that, for example, if you have really engaging speakers, people who are really good at engaging in the chat simultaneously with the Q and a, they're getting them to, you know, to do virtual waves and all these things like that kind of talking in third person. But you know, if you have a really engaging speaker, I think that that is a marketing element for you to say like, look, look at examples of what some of our speakers have done and get them excited. Uh, maybe for example, taking some social media clips of other webinars they've done and promoting and be like, look at this, look at the kind of speakers we're going to have showing that you're going to not have this webinar fatigue um, that you're going to create for your attendees is a huge mar marketing asset right now. I think the next thing as well, um, when it comes to your marketing of your events, is that you have to recognize too that you have the opportunity potentially to create a whole new online experience different than anyone else is doing right now. So I'll use it as an example. Let's say, for example, um, before you would wanted to bring Seth Godin in to speak, right? He's an incredible marketer. He charges like a bazillion dollars to speak, and you want to have him come to your conference. Well, you might not have been able to afford Seth Godin in the past. Well, I'm betting is that Seth Godin's currently in quarantine and he has nothing going on right now and he lost all his in-person speaking engagements. I'm sure he's scrambling right now to keep busy doing all the speaking engagement he was doing before. And I bet you that he'll do it at a discount and I, I don't book speakers professionally, so I don't know if the market's feeling this way, but I bet you is that he's totally cool with doing a webinar for way cheaper than he was going to do an in-person conference because he can do it at his home. He's good to go, everything like that as well. So this might be the time that you can utilize a speaker, a big name speaker to be your draw or big name act that might've been too expensive for you before. So that's a marketing way that you can stand out as well. And then last but not least, I think that um, it's about time that if you have your event and it's a couple months out and you have time and you're not just you know, rushing to sell ticket sales, because let's be honest, we've interviewed so many event, uh, event marketing people and the number one thing that sells ticket sales is the, the prices going up as you get closer to the conference. So keep that in mind, that's the number one thing that sells tickets. But I think if you have a long-term approach, you have this ability to build an incredible brand. And that when you do this virtual event, you're probably gonna have all your sessions, all your content recorded, and you have the ability to repurpose that content into marketing assets. So for example, if you have a speaker who's coming, you have Seth Godin coming and doing an hour long talk, you could take like five second clips from his entire talk and have like a hundred of those clips and then turn those into social media clips and promote your, the content that you already had at your conference for next year's conference. So you have the opportunity to do what's called inbound marketing, which I know you guys are super familiar with. And yeah. I think is definitely the way to market these days is by building awesome content, becoming a thought leader and taking the long approach to help people up front and then you'll build great relationships with your audience. Those are the kind of people who are enjoying that sort of content and doing that sort of thing are the ones buying and paying for tickets on virtual events. And I think that's probably one of the best tips I can give from virtual event marketing is right now is to do the inbound approach and double down on creating awesome content. Got it. Uh, thank you so much, Will, on the last question. It was really helpful. Some of the points that you mentioned, we, will, uh, we are definitely going to... Uh, send it to our clients as well and we we'll yeah. hope that uh, they are also able to gain something out of it um, 
so just wanted to uh, ask like one last thing so any yeah, advice or anything for uh, companies like us who are trying to build a virtual event and something that we should do uh, that we are not doing right now yeah if, i mean for anyone who's trying to create a virtual event is don't be afraid to well let me think of a really good good tip for this one i don't want to like give give any generic advice uh, I think if you are building a virtual event right now, the best thing you can do right now is take risks. And it's scary because right now we are in a time where we don't know what's going to happen, right? We don't know how long this, this crisis is going to last. We don't know what the future is going to look like. We don't know a lot of things. But I think what's going to happen is I would hate, and I keep telling my team this, I would hate hate that a month, two months from now, whatever it is, we look back and said, man, I really wish we had made that decision to do that, that virtual event thing, or I wish that we had decided to hire that person. So that way you could expand revenues, whatever it may be. But I think the people who are willing to take the risk right now are the ones that are going to see the biggest explosions of growth and the biggest explosions of success, because they're willing to say, let's put it all on the line. And honestly, I think this is the best time to do it because everyone's so forgiving right now. Everyone's so nice. Everyone wants to help each other out and everyone is going through this together. And, you know, before, if you took a risk and you, you know, your company went out of business, you know, you'd be like, Oh God, I gotta go get a job. And oh man, it's shameful and all these things like that. But now, like if you went out of business trying to do something big, people would be like, let's help support it. Let's keep it going. Let's, let's make this happen. Right. So I think right now as counterintuitive as it seems is take big risks and make big moves. Got it. Uh, thank you so much, Will. Uh, any uh, words from you, John and Juhi? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Will. It was like really insightful. We got uh, to know a lot of perspectives, like from a client's perspective, from a tech company's perspective. So it was like really insightful talking to you. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you so you guys much are awesome. for coming tonight and <laughs> for this interview. It was a pleasure. <laughs> You're so welcome. You guys, thank you guys so much. Um, seriously, everything you guys are doing for the industry is so awesome. Uh, I love what you guys are putting out there. I love all the content you guys are putting out. I love everything you guys are doing. You guys are doing such a great job. And thank you guys for staying up so late uh, to have the call. I didn't realize I was going to keep you guys up so late. So uh, you guys get a, a Will at 4 a.m. Um, and you get to see what Will looks like at 4 a.m. one of these days coming up. <laughs> um, you know, I'm here to support you guys. And uh, uh, again, my, my team spoke very highly of your guys' platform. So um, we appreciate you. You guys are doing all the hard work. <laughs> We're doing a lot of changes now in the platform. So whenever you see it after a week, there's a almost a 20-25% change on the entire platform. Just That's incredible. Getting it out as soon as possible. That's incredible. That's the way you got to do it. You got to pivot. You got to do the quick feedback loop. Like, oh, I love hearing that. That's awesome. <laughs> keep up the good work guys uh and stay strong uh, the you guys are going to be super duper successful just keep pushing hard um and there's i see the light at the end of the tunnel for for virtual events so you guys just keep up the good work <laughs> awesome thank you guys so much have a great night and thank you guys again for staying up so late go get some sleep now <laughs> stay safe thanks guys have a good one <laughs>